Welcome to Damsel in Success, episode one. I'm your host, Edwina Robertson, and oh my gosh, I am absolutely thrilled that after months of prep, research, and effort, I am finally streaming in your ears. Very exciting day, and I'm so thrilled that you're joining me here. Today for episode one, if you have been dating or you're on the the dating scene at the moment, this episode is for you because we are discussing the topic of staying open-hearted when it comes to dating. Now, if you're anything like me, you may have been dating for quite some time and you might be at a point where you're feeling either resentful, completely over it, or just even too scared to put yourself out there anymore because it is an absolute nightmare out there. However, we are not going to do this alone. Today, we have our resident psychotherapist, psychologist and counsellor. Yes, he's that clever and that talented and that fabulous, Dan Ortega. Now, it took me some sifting through a lot of different people to find Dan. And the reason I chose him to be our resident therapist, not only because he's fabulous, but because he's very real world, real life, and he can just have a conversation like a friend. So he has all the experience, the knowledge, and the expertise to help us, but he also talks in a way that you'll really enjoy. He's also married to a psychologist. So if you've got two psychologists living under the same roof, They surely have to know how to deal with everyday things like we do. I'm absolutely delighted to introduce you to Dan today. I think you'll love him as much as I do, and I can't wait to help you get back out on the dating scene and feel a little bit more positive about doing so. Hi, Therapist Dan. Hey, Edwina. It's good to be here. How do we stay open-hearted... When it comes to dating, and we've gone through rejection so much, okay, I'm going to I'm going to do this potentially um, rude thing of answering your question with another with another question. <laughs> what do you mean with open hearted? That's something I I really need to understand. Well, this is a question for myself. <laughs> it's okay. not a listener question, so I can answer this quite uh, quite clearly for you. So, I mean by open hearted, let me let me set the scene here a little bit, Dan. I've been going on dates and, yeah, I've met some semi-okay guys. <laughs> some are better than others. You know, let's not put everyone in the in the same bin here. But basically you go on a date and you think it goes pretty well and you think you're going to hear from them again and they're going to follow up with a second date because they, they follow up straight away, had a great time, really enjoyed your company, and then you don't hear anything else. You, you get ghosted? You, yeah. Oh, we well, yeah. Crickets, basically, and and you go through that a few times, and then you start to question yourself. Starts to affect your self worth. Starts to make you wonder. Okay, well, why didn't he follow up on a second date or a third date, or why didn't I hear from him again? And I know I've done enough work on myself and enough healing, and I've had enough therapy sessions <laughs> to know that. We should never take people's actions personally. I, I know that. But also I am very clear on what I have to offer as a partner and as a person yep. and who I am, very confident within myself, in, in like I'm confident in not, not so much confident in myself but confident in knowing who I am and what I have to offer. Mm-hmm. So after a while you kind of go, oh, I'm sort of at a point now where I'm like, 
I don't want to date anymore because it's starting to hurt a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a little bit of a little bit of a pinch there when you're going on dates and nothing's really evolving from any of those dates. So you're putting all the effort and the time and the investment into going on these dates and it's all sort of they're all sort of ending the same. So in terms of open hearted, I mean, I don't want to close off to love because of I'm calling it rejection and like sometimes what do they say? Um, rejection is redirection. It's that you know, I, I can accept they may not be for me and that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. And it's not all or don't get me wrong, it's not always about how they feel about me, it's about how I feel about them too, yeah. you know. But yeah, I have noticed I'm sort of getting to a point where I'm like, oh, I'm not really willing to put myself out there as much as I usually would be because nothing's seeming to change or there's nothing sort of progressing from these dates. They all are sort of ending or, you know, going on one or two and that's sort of it. So I don't want to close off to love. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important to be open to love. And I've seen a lot of friends who, regardless if they admit it to themselves or not, they are very closed off to receiving love. I don't want to be like that. That's not me. And I want to learn some tools and I I just have a chat about how I can keep going on the motions of dating and maybe, you know, some of these aren't progressing, but then still be excited to meet someone else or be open to meeting someone. Like, you know, the next guy I go on a date with could be, could be, don't say it. No, I'm not going to say Don't the say one. It. <laughs> Don't say it. <laughs> Could be the one. No. Oh, she did. She said it. Okay. Could be close to being the one. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Or could be great. Yes. You just never know. And that's, you know, you've got to risk it for the biscuit, as they say. You've mm-hmm. got to put yourself out there. But it gets tiring. Mm-hmm. I'm exhausted. I've been dating for 20 years. Like, I'm over it. Does that answer your question? It does. It does. I think I understand where you're coming from. Um, you think? Well, <laughs> it's interesting because uh, on, on one hand, I hear something that is about like relationship FOMO, right? It's almost like yeah. oh, <laughs> like if you if you yeah. get to that stage where you're too tired, mm. where where you know dealing moving through the emotions of you know potentially the pinch of rejection and all that sort of thing gets a bit too much, mm. then we get to that point where we just may not want to do it. Mm. And then that part of us that really wants, you know, romance and love in our life just kicks in and goes like, no, 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 hold on. Like the next one could be, right? Or if not that one, maybe the, the other one I'm after. the eternal optimist, yes. yes right? <laughs> I wish <laughs> so, I wasn't though. <laughs> well, the, the really tricky thing about that, and I think that maybe we need to start by just normalizing the fact that this thing entails emotions that sometimes are just very uncomfortable, sometimes very painful. And I actually, I I do see people out there that have, that actually have worked their way out of that. Like they've desensitized themselves to that sort of thing. A lot of people that do, I don't know, I guess what people could call hookup culture or something like that. I do feel like they've pushed themselves to the point where they just don't care anymore. Mm. And I think that it's, that one's tricky because you, have to retrace your own steps back into caring again. Mm, yeah, desensitised to it. And yes. I think I have friends like that. Definitely I have girlfriends in their 40s and they're single and they're just like, ugh, like over it and just – and it should be kind of fun. Yeah. Shouldn't absolutely. it? Well, yes, it should. Well, see, this is the thing. <laughs> Co- connecting with someone actually sends a whole bunch of parts in our brain 
just into very happy places, right? There's there's a lot of neurotransmitters that get released. Um, is is that why I like to go on dates and I'm eternally optimistic about them? Maybe possibly yes. Is it like a drug? It actually is. Oh God! There <laughs> there, there, is, there there is a lot of chemical overlap. Okay. Between parts of romantic love and addiction. Right, this has been researched to a point, right? I've never had a uh, recreational drug in my life, but I have been on dates. <laughs> Love is yours. Love is your drug of choice. Yeah. <laughs> well, the <laughs> thing about that is that, okay, first of all, so the, the, the typical ones that, the, um, you know, the research really talks about a lot are oxytocin, serotonin, mm. and dopamine, mm. right? Um, dopamine is very much involved in our reward systems. So... It is that thing, that little rush that we get when we accomplish something, mm. where something feels like we're doing a good job. And actually, when people are fully in love, they just have a brain chemistry that is just completely wild, right? Wow. And that's probably one of, not, not probably, but that's most likely one of the reasons why being in love is kind of irrational, <laughs> right? Your brain kind is of. just, yeah, exactly. Your brain is just hijacked yeah, by right. a whole bunch of like feel good mm. little mm. chemistry soup in there, right? Okay. So the same thing, th the fact that feels really good mm. when it's working, right? That has the other side of that same coin because the drop from that when it doesn't happen or when it, you know, there's a disconnect there mm. or there's a breakup or something like that can be pretty rough. And in, in, in some cases, especially if, if we've gotten to that point where we feel like we're in love or something like that, it's basically a withdrawal face. Mm. It's basically your brain just being yeah. used to feeling great about everything for a little bit. And then all of a sudden that tap is just Switched shut. Off. Yeah. Okay. So there, there's a kind of a science behind it. Oh, absolutely. It's not just me being eternally optimistic about finding love. Oh, no, no, <laughs> not at all. And, and, and there's actually another point at, like about that, right? The fact that humans are very social animals. We, if, if you put a, a, a single human somewhere out in the middle of nature somewhere, we, we don't do very well, right? We become prey pretty quickly. Mm. So what happens is that the strength that we have as a species has mostly been derived by the fact that we do things together. Mm. So we're naturally hardwired into seeking connection as a way of staying alive, mm. pr pr preserving the species, mm. right? Mm. So we're, we're hardwired to liking connection and to disliking disconnecting. Yes, that makes perfect sense. Of course it gets a bit tricky, and a bit hard, mm. right? When you go through this almost like up and down of like connecting with mm. someone and then no, no longer connecting with someone mm. and, and, and all that sort of thing, right? And, and of course we would get to a point where maybe a part of us just goes, oh, do I want to keep doing this mm. to myself? Yeah, it's painful. So what I think is really important is that we just normalize that that is a thing. Mm. That is a hardwired thing in our bodies. And what we should be doing is just the basic thing that we do when we have to go through something like that, we just take really good care of ourselves. Yeah. Like I would love to, <laughs> I would love to sit at home in my pajamas and 
man of my dreams knocks on my door and comes to fix my, like, I don't know, electricity or something. <laughs> but that is not, I was going to say pipes. That would have been inappropriate. <laughs> but that is realistically never going to happen. So you have to put yourself out there. Yeah. And to me, the online dating, the dating apps, like I just can't do it anymore. That's just even worse because that to me is like a cesspool of, emotionally unavailable people who mm. think they're emotionally available but they are not mm-hmm. and they all just go to the one spot. So I just avoid it like the plague. Yep. Uh, but you've got to, you know, and I don't, look, let's let's just get this clear. I don't go out to actively meet men mm-hmm. but I try to be open to it because you just never know. Yep. Like I have had situations before where, uh, for instance, was at a car accident. Oh, so a lady got hit by a car. Oh. And I was first on the scene, as was this Coca-Cola rep. And anyway, we were there and we got the ambulance and she was all fine and dandy and whisked, whisked away to the hospital. And I was on my way to work and he's like, oh, can I drive you to work? Because I was late and I was working in the city. And so I got in the car and then he asked me out. Like, that's a random scenario. Yep. Of how to meet someone. Yep. I didn't say yes at the time. I was too young and naive and... I hope he's doing well in his life, that <laughs> Mr. Coca-Cola effort. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing, but, is, you know. Is, is that part of your story of like, <laughs> oh, maybe that's the one that got away? I think so. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think about him. I don't drink Coke, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I just, you know, I think personally for me, I feel if you're open to it, more of these opportunities come to you because you're energetically not disconnected to the opportunity. Does that sure. make sense? It so, makes perfect sense. So I don't want to get into it because I don't do online dating and I don't want to do that. Like I don't want to get myself into a position where I'm energetically disconnected to anyone who might want to talk to me or, or have a conversation or say let's have a drink or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't want to miss out on that opportunity and that comes down to how I'm feeling internally and how I, you know, and how I'm, uh, I say open-hearted because being open-hearted to me means I'm open to opportunities or wonderful meetings or ladies getting hit by a bus and (laughs) (laughs) whatever, whatever it takes, universe, whatever it takes. (laughs) If someone has to die. (laughs) I will take one for the team. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to go to church or something after this because that's bad karma. (laughs) Okay. Well, there's there's something that you need to consider as well as that, right? Because I – I'm 100% with you. Mm. Sure, we want you we want to keep that open-hearted position to just mm. to see what just happens in front of us. Mm-hmm. But you use the word energetically and I and I think that that is really interesting because you have to also consider that by doing that mm. there will be a portion of energy that your body needs to go through and and use, right? To keep yourself safe. Think about it this way. When you're out and about doing your thing, you're, I don't know, you're at a bar or something like that and there's a whole bunch of people there and maybe somewhere in there there would be something, someone who you'd be interested in, right? Would it be before 7.30 p.m.? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't go out after then. That's very fair. Okay. Um, let's okay. say it is. Okay. Let's say okay. it is. Just, Great. <laughs> yes. For the sake of the thought experiment, let's say it is. So you're there, right? And 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 you, yes, you you have this whole thing. You're like, mm. I'm open to this experience. Mm. I'm going to see, to see what happens, mm. right? But there is background processes in your brain that are mostly about avoiding 
pain、mm. that are still going on. So a part of you will always keep an eye out and will go like, "Oh,、mm, do we like? Maybe we don't like that. Maybe I'm not too sure. I'm getting just dodgy vibes from this guy, or this is a walking red flag here, and all that sort of thing." We actually have processes in our brain, right?、Mm. That are subconscious, that are constant. Right, that are about assessing safety, and that and they do it all the time. So imagine this way: it's it's almost like it's it's brain reflexes, right?、Mm. It's a thing that it just it does it on its own.、Mm. It it kind of happens in the background. We're not fully aware of it, right? We just get that weird feeling when maybe something's off, and that means that that part is that that process is. Well,、working. there's a difference between intuition and say emotional unavailability, right? Oh, absolutely. Maybe we just need. To give ourselves and our body a, a context,、mm. an environment where it doesn't need to run the math, where it doesn't need to like, oh, is this going to be okay? Am I going to get my heart broken again, or am I going to fall in love and like、mm. meet this amazing person and、mm. all that sort of thing? Yeah, space is good. I agree with that completely. I go through stages. I actively will be seeking a relationship, but then other times it just will pop up. And it's usually when I'm not looking, you know, when you're not looking,、uh, when you least expect it, it'll,、uh, it'll happen. That is sadly、oh. so true. Oh, but I hate that so、yes. much because, damn it, I want to control it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, that's 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 not much of a thing. Control is not a thing that goes really well with this world. If you're anything like me, you might be in an age in your life where you're struggling to lose weight or at least keep it off. I had been going to the gym six days a week. I went on a calorie deficit diet, and even after six weeks of doing all I thought I needed to shift some weight, I discovered I had, in fact, put weight on. It was then, through my frustrations, I was recommended to go and have a consult with naturopath Carolyn Allen from the Balanced Naturopath. After the initial consult and doing some bloods, she put me on a program that was specific to my nutritional needs. So for the last month, I've been eating nothing but whole foods, including proteins, vegetables, and fruits, and I have lost an astounding eight kilos—that's in a month—and nine centimeters off my waist alone. Aside from the uncomplicated weight loss, I also feel amazingly healthy at the moment. I know for most people I'm surrounded by, they've all caught some kind of flu or allergy, and. I haven't even had a tingle of a sniffle, which is very rare for me, particularly at this time of year. One of the things I truly love about Carolyn's recommendations as a naturopath, though, is she doesn't load you up with a ton of tonics and herbs like many others. She gives you only the necessary supplements to support your body and hormone health. I can honestly say I've never lost weight intentionally so effortlessly before, as I have working with Carolyn, and I feel amazing. You can head to the link in the show notes or on the website to book a free fifteen-minute discovery call with Carolyn to see if she is suitable for your needs. There's another layer of this as well. Another layer. There's another layer that is more of a historical one. The way that people are approaching relationships now is is completely shifted in the last few years. Well, I guess a couple of generations, and that has meant、uh, a skyrocketing of the expectations. And and also a skyrocketing of I guess you could call it failures, right? Because like for example, people get to connect with way more people today than compared to a, a few generations ago. But at the same time, 
people are just splitting up like crazy. Mm. So something definitely is happening there in terms of how we're approaching mm. this whole thing as, a, as, as humans in, you know, in, in historical times. And, mm. you know, that comes with technology and, you know, online dating and all that sort of thing. I, I'm curious, though. You know, you're saying people are breaking up more readily now, like, yeah. it, you know, but is that because it's not as frowned upon? You know, I know plenty of people my parents' age and their generation, mm-hmm. excuse my French, but unhappy as fuck. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. It's killer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was about if they got divorced, it was failure oh, back in the day. Absolutely. You know, they were so unhappy. So maybe have we just accepted as a society happiness is paramount and, you know, yeah, divorce sucks and, you know, it can be a often difficult and pro- financially hard process and, you know, kids and all the logistics around family separation, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's way more accepted now. And like personally for me, I, I actually see divorce as a good thing because if you choose your happiness yep. over being in an unhappy relationship and all the things that can come with being in an unhappy relationship, mm-hmm. I'm like massive advocate for that. Like divorce parties should be a big thing. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Big thing. Bigger than weddings. Yeah. Because you've chosen your happiness. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. What, what what I'm going for here mm. is, is the fact that that is a fairly new thing. Mm. So yes. the fact that we have attached happiness mm. to relationships, yes. that's new. Mm. That, that, that did not used to be a thing a few generations ago. Right. So for example, I, I don't know, people might, might've heard of, uh, of her. Well, I'm a big fan. Her name is Esther Perel. She's a fabulous, b- fabulous, brilliant couples counselor. If, if you haven't checked her out, please do. Um, she's just brilliant. We'll put that in the show notes. Absolutely. She's, she's just amazing. Right. And in one of her books, she, she describes the historical changes that romantic love has endured. And she says this really interesting thing that, a few generations ago, marriage, or I guess, you know, building a relationship had nothing to do with happiness, with fulfillment, and potentially even with love, right? I kid you not. That kind of makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but, but it was just mm. a different world. But it, it yeah, was it was about times. reproducing and yep. running a household. and Exactly. It, mm. was, it, was, it was basically about... What are we supposed to do in terms of gender roles and what was our job as mm. a man and what was our job as a woman? It was about making sure that the kids that were born were this guy's kids, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm. Mostly. Yep. And then it was mostly about who is going to get what once people die. So basically patrimony. Yeah, right. And, and one thing is really interesting. Yes, sure. Does, did that mean that people were very potentially unhappy or just not super cool about the relationship that ended up in, they ended up in? Absolutely. Does it mean that they were potentially unhappy as an individual? Potentially not, because they were possibly looking for that in a whole bunch of other places, right? The connections were not just that one. 
right? And even if you think of like households back in the day, you have multi-generational households where you would have like grandparents and parents and kids yeah, the whole living. Village. Exactly, right? So there was a lot less pressure into this one individual. Yeah, going back to, yeah, putting your needs, all your needs into one person. Mm-hmm. So that's what really marriage used to be about, right? Basically what has happened is that we are now looking for fulfillment mm-hmm. and love mm-hmm. and a lot in this just one, one person, person. Yeah. right? And that means that there's the pressure is on, mm. absolutely. And that also means that you are ditching some of those potentially super nurturing and important connections that might not be that person mm. for the sake of like, no, 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 this is where I'm supposed to get all of these Grass emotional screener. needs met. And basically what used to happen back then is that you just, you get married and that was an arrangement that worked and the guy would go and, you know, get the money and the woman will stay at home and have the kids and look after the kids. And as long as it worked, it was all good. So usually that bond was a lifelong bond, right? Yeah, right. Today is a more of a while it lasts kind of thing. That's kind of sad, right? It is It is complicated because, yeah. of course, it puts us in this really weird spot where we are fully putting a lot of pressure on this individual, sure, right? Yeah. But at the same time, we're kind of ready to bail if signs start to point out into the, into the fact that maybe it's going to be difficult or maybe we have a few hard conversations and then, like, oh, is it really worth it? It's funny you say that. Like, one of the key traits I personality traits I look for in a partner is tenacity. Uh-huh. And I know that's a weird thing to say, but for me, <laughs> tenacity is, you know, I, I, I'm not under the illusion that any relationship is always easy, mm-hmm. but I think there's a choice to work on it, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, and worth working on it at times because there are going to be, some slogs there, you know. Um, but I have found I a lot. beauty of it. Yeah. Abs- and I think if you can come through that, your relationship's a lot healthier and richer. But I have dated these men and like, oh, as soon as like first thing that comes up, it's a bit of a challenge. Oh, not nah, too, too much for me. Like, well, they're not for me anyway because that doesn't show that they have that, that quality of tenacity that I'm looking for. Exactly. Um, look, don't get me wrong. I don't think you should settle Absolutely. Uh, I think there's some definitely some qualities and some traits there that are really are red flags. But, you know, I think if, if 80% of the relationship's pretty good and something comes up, like it should be worth trying for. Absolutely. Uh, so I find a real, I find, yeah, that's something I really look for and I find it a real struggle to meet a person that matches that. What's been going on for people lately is that because this is a fairly new thing, mm. right, just a few generations, mm. I think that we're just trying to figure it out as we go. Okay. <laughs> and we are definitely seeing the negative impacts of this. And we see like we we, we see how lonely people can get, mm. um, how painful the whole potentially like how just how bad people feel when they tend to go on online dating. Oh, <laughs> I, if you just if you just ask person like just ask people if they're having a good time. No one is. No one is. But the but the thing is, no one's actually really trying either. I don't know. It's like people complain about it, but they're not trying to fix it. Yeah. I don't know. I just see this 
complete contradiction of how it plays out. But yeah, I just I I'm a bit of a you know, as I've mentioned before, eternal optimist about love, and I just hope that I'll meet someone organically, yep. and that's why for me going on these dates and they're sort of not progressing. It's affecting my optimism about love. And, yeah, I'm happy to have a break and that's all fine. Um, but I don't want to be like some of my friends that just mm-hmm. haven't been on a date for 10 years. Just giving up. Yeah. Yeah. That is not me. Yep. Um, and, you know, if I want someone who's tenacious, I've got to have a little bit of that in myself too, right? It can be tiring and it can be taxing and can be really disheartening just dating. and But you've kind of got to keep going it's like running a marathon you're going to finish eventually but <laughs> whether you're at kilometer 15 or 25 you do not know yet yeah exactly. <laughs> but you got to keep going because the end will come eventually hopefully. we're hoping yes <laughs> <laughs> i did read something about a woman who was like 93 and married for the first time i was like oh jesus that's gonna be a long life <laughs> I'm dating till 93. <laughs> please no, please yeah, no. Yeah. I guess one of the things that I'm I'm, I'm pointing out here mm. is is the fact that we don't have a we don't have a roadmap for this. No. Right? We're, tra- we, we're trailblazing, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And, and and of course we we're, we're looking at all of the painful stuff that comes with it. People just having a terrible time trying to make this work, right? And and I think that what's important is because we don't know what we're doing, right? And we definitely do not want to go back. So it's that beautiful balance we're looking for of going, let's be open to dating, know that someone can't give you all of your needs. Absolutely. But even just, yeah, I think just giving people a little bit more of an opportunity sometimes too. Yeah. Yeah, like my friend who wrote someone off because of his name after three dates. (laughs) Like yep. he didn't choose that name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that's not that's uh, yeah that's that's getting picky. <laughs> One could argue that's a small variable. Yes, <laughs> yes. I, I think that that is actually a really interesting thing because because we're putting so much into the mm. dating thing, mm. right? So much expectation, mm. so much needs to be just right, mm. right? We end up with this really strange sort of checklist of all the things that this person is supposed to have Mm. right and then super interestingly we kind of miss out on getting to know people Mm. because we're just looking at our checklist and we go like oh that one's missing and and mind you i am all for having non-negotiables yeah right absolutely i get that (laughs) right but is uh, is is their name a non-negotiable for example (laughs) Well, clearly it was for my for someone. Friend. Yes, for someone is. <laughs> she couldn't get over it. <laughs> I have to admit something here. A, a friend of mine, a male friend of mine, I was having a whinge to him a couple of weeks ago about you know, oh, I'm going on dates with these men and they're just not following up. And oh, and he goes, Edwina, how many men have you rejected? And I was like, oh. <laughs> okay, you make a point. <laughs> probably, you probably didn't have to answer. Probably about a time, about time I took a bit of my own medicine. But, you know, he goes, how many men have you been on a date with and said no straight away? Or And, you know, and yes, look, here I am preaching about wanting to be open-hearted, but am I really when I'm not giving people a true chance? That's a really good question. I think that might be another topic for another episode. Yeah. Well, you know, often I get asked, Edwina, what do you want in a partner? And occasionally I just say, oh, a penis and a heartbeat. <laughs> 
cool. Like, look, Vegas can't be choosers right now. So that's two on your list then. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And tenacity. There's three things. There my list go. is you done. Got two more, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, look, I, I'm definitely going to go and reassess my checklist now, though. Mm. Therapist Dan, I'm definitely going to go do that. I think that's important. I think I'm a little bit fussy and I think it's very important to reflect on what I am looking in a partner. Can I offer that partner those things? Yeah. Oh, that is a very important one because Mm. the same way that we have a checklist for other people, Mm. we have our own Mm. secret checklist of the things that we think we check. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's when things get really tricky because Mm. then we start to experience ourselves Mm. almost like a product that needs to be, good in sales like mm. it needs to check all yeah, these boxes yeah i think as well. that's i think i think it's really valid that you should not require something out of someone that you don't possess yourself absolutely so i am better scrap like millionaire oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's a tough one to If you're anything like me, you know your life improves by the quality of the content that you consume. For example, reading. However, if you're also anything like me and you're extremely time poor, I have the tool for you to learn the knowledge and insights to improve your life radically in just 15 minutes a day. Blinkist is a fantastic app that summarizes some of the best nonfiction books in the world, all in less than the time it may take some of us to have a shower. Just like a podcast, you can learn on your commute, walking, or even doing the housework. With access to over 6,500 nonfiction books that cover topics like self-development, money, science and relationships, there's sure to be a topic that interests you. Get more knowledge in less time. Sign up to the app today by heading to the link in the show notes or head over to the Damsel in Success website for all the full information there.